to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. Austin Ryan here, as always, uh, trying to help you do more with less as a worship leader, as a pastor uh, in your local church. And I'm excited about today's conversation because it, it uh, we're interviewing a guy named Stephen Hanley. How's it going, Stephen? Hey, man. Glad to be here. Yeah. Oh, man. Awesome to have you. Uh, Stephen, uh, we'll, we'll introduce him in just a minute. He can kind of let you know who he is. But I want to set this up today. The reason I think this is really important is there's a lot of pathways to become a worship leader in a local church. Okay. Um, you know, this is either something you're doing, you're thinking about doing, or maybe you're a pastor and you're, you know, processing, uh, even hiring worship leaders and things like that. So let me, let me kind of help us set this up because sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time. You know, you meet a, you meet somebody, you've got a little bit of talent and you can play and sing and somebody needs somebody to sing in your church. And you're like, I can do it. And the next thing you know, uh, you're there. Uh, Sometimes it could be that you actually have a resume and you go through a process and you're looking for a job and a church is looking for a worship leader and you know, it happens, you know, there's like a moment and, uh, and, and the hiring process works and you're there at the, at the church. Uh, by the way, and there's a lot of pathways to that too, because there's there's websites for that. There's headhunting firms. I get emails uh, almost every single week from churches around uh, from on organization organizations around the country that are looking for worship leaders for churches in every corner of the United States. And so, uh, if you want to talk about that offline and how you might be able to get into that funnel, let me know because uh, that happens literally weekly. Um. Uh, they're not looking for me. They're looking for people I know <laughs> to be there. Just to clarify that. Uh, sometimes to get your job, you worked your way up through that church, right? I mean, you were a band member, you were a singer, you kind of went up the pipeline of leadership to the place where you're finally the leader of the of the band and the worship leader in the church and things like that. And then another pathway, and this is the one where we want to spend some time on today, because this was um, this is Stephen's pathway, and that is that you spend some time under someone else for a season, getting even more prepared. It's kind of the apprentice model, you know. If you're going to be a welder, you hang out with a welder for a while that knows more welds than you do, and you and you do that, or electrician, or whatever it might be. And that also takes place in worship ministry, and that's kind of Stephen's story. So, I want to get into that and the benefits uh, of that, and maybe even some of the downsides. I don't know as we go along. But Stephen, before anything else, man, why don't you just introduce us uh, to you, what you do, where you do it, your family, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. Grateful to be here on podcast. Good to hang out a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, I'm a worship pastor currently at a church called refuge church here in Jacksonville. Um, I'm married to uh, my beautiful wife of, of four years, uh, with well, four years this March. Um, which I think that's important to know, uh, it's probably married people. That, uh, <laughs> yes, man. That anniversary. Yeah. So, um, four years. we were married four years this March. And, uh, yeah, grateful, grateful for, so grateful for her and, um, no kids currently. Uh, but, uh, we do have a dog, uh, named Lilo. He probably gets, he probably gets treated like our, our first child a little right. bit, but, um, yeah, so we, we've been a part of a team, uh, that we planted this church about two years ago. It'd be two years, I guess, uh, if you're talking like official launch date, it'll be two years in September, but we were, 
um, on the ground in uh, fe- February of, of 2020, mm-hmm. getting ready to do, do all that. And, um, but yeah, before I came here, I was on staff at the Sending Church uh, that planted a uh, refuge, uh, Fruco Baptist Church. And so, um, yeah, loving it, man. We are uh, deep into the church planting game, uh, as it were. And uh, yeah, man, so we, we, we love Jacksonville, love getting to minister here um, where we are right now. All right. That's awesome, man. Now, um, so Stephen, before he became the worship leader or worship pastor of this uh, church plant, he was an associate of some sort at another church called Fruit Cove Church in Jacksonville. So what did you do there? Like, what was your role at that church? Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of things. So it was, it was kind of the church I grew up in. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, went to, went to, uh, probably moved up to Jacksonville from, from South Florida when I was, uh, in middle school and, and started going to the youth group there. And then, um, after my first year of college, uh, I, I started feeling a a call into worship ministry and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, had a pastor that gave me an opportunity uh, at Fruit Cove to, to start interning there, which literally meant, uh, they were going to pay me a couple bucks a week to to lead worship. (laughs) And as a, as a freshman, like in college, I guess I would have been a sophomore at that time. That was like amazing. Bucks. Somebody was, two bucks is two bucks, bucks to, right? That's right, man. To sing some songs and, and, and do the thing. Uh, I mean, I was, I was really, really grateful for that, but that role started to kind of grow. More pastors came around me. That pastor that called me uh, would, would shortly be called to another church. And then mm-hmm. um, a guy named uh, Pastor Brian Woofter came there. So I started working really closely to him and that role began to, uh, change into, man, I was overseeing, uh, pretty much all student ministry worship stuff. So college, uh, down, uh, to, to middle school, kind of, uh, doing, uh, leading bands and leading other kind of younger student worship leaders and, and figuring that role out. And, um, and so the role was essentially working closely with Brian. Uh, mm-hmm. He kind of turned into that to assist in, in worship ministry at Fruit Cove. And that was an intern role. And in that uh, after I graduated college, um, which was, it was, a, I was in college for a long time. Uh, but yeah. um, uh, but uh, after I finally graduated college, I, uh, I started, I, I went full time and, and worked directly okay. into Brian as his, his, okay. his kind of um, an associate in worship ministry. And uh, my focus was mainly working with, him and assisting him. And then also kind of overseeing all the student band worship leaders, uh, right. production, all of that stuff. Cool. So time frame wise, you were f- how long part-time and then how long full-time at that r- in those various roles? Yeah. So I was part-time for, for, I think a little over four and a half, close to five years, I yeah. interned, uh, and, and, and that role began to grow a little bit, um, mm-hmm. even outside of it. It wasn't your basic intern role, but I was still very part-time going to school. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when I graduated, I, I went full-time, okay. I think it was in 20, uh, 2018 and I was full-time there for two years. For two years. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So this is a pretty long internship process, uh, leading up to that full-time associate role, uh, for sure. I mean, that was a mm-hmm. legitimate investment of your life, uh, and there and them into you as well. So yeah, for sure. What are, what are some of the, you know, what made that a good experience? I know you've spoken to me mm-hmm. personally that that was a good growing experience for you. What are some things that yeah. made that good? Yeah, I think first um, was 
the proximity, the the closeness that I, to other pastors, specifically mm-hmm. um, two guys in particular, the worship pastor Brian, getting to walk very closely with him and getting to see him behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I mean, because Fruit Cove is is a is a bigger bigger church um, here in, in Jacksonville, and so getting to walk closely with a worship pastor leading a, a pretty large worship ministry was huge. Um, also got to walk really, really closely uh, to uh, a guy named Josh Glimp, who is now currently the, the pastor of refuge. He was over students. So college um, and high school at Fruit Cove. And so we, we work very closely together and then now we get to lead together refuge uh, spoiler alert. But, um, but yeah, so <laughs> I would say the getting to see pastors up close and, and, and walk very closely with them, see the struggles that they're having, the victories, yeah. getting to kind of be, be really in the room with those guys. Uh, that was huge. I would say um, second was I, I was really given a, a free space to succeed and fail. If that makes sense. There was a, yeah. there was a, a kind of a, not a safety net, but I had, I had a lot of, opportunity to lead. I mean, I was leading in student services, middle school, high school, college, and then on Sunday mornings out in some capacity. Um, and it didn't, it didn't start like this, but it became where I was leading three to four times a week with different people, right. in different ministry settings. And so I was kind of given uh, a, a lot of rope uh, and, and a lot of, but, but a lot of ability to, to succeed and fail in a healthy, I think, environment. Um, yeah. I mean, got to learn uh man things while doing them in a lot of a lot of ways i i and and through that i had access to brian um and other pastors that i've mentioned that that i i trusted and they 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 got to speak into me they encouraged me and challenged me um so they didn't just like leave me high and dry to figure it all out they would they would really speak and invest uh into into my life and so that that was probably that was a huge huge thing Let's talk about that just a little bit with Brian as your yeah. as your worship pastor there. So, what were some of the things that he did that were most beneficial to you? Yeah, um, man, I I think he him <laughs> being being honest with me, uh, okay, both 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 about me, but even personal things that he was he was walking through in ministry, getting to kind of see. And I kind of hit it at it a second ago, like the proximity thing, getting to see, um, I mean, kind of the grind of, of, of being a pastor that, you know, and I, and I think this is something that I, I learned being in that church that man, one to 2% of our time is spent on stage. If that, right. Right. Uh, you know, leading people on stage, man, that's such a, minor part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of it is walking with people and serving people. And, and it, it should be this way at least. Mm-hmm. And I got to see Brian do that up close. And I yeah. think he would challenge me to do the same thing. And, and man, the majority of my time <laughs> was, was spent, you know, cause I was doing a lot of the student stuff. So I was talking with parents and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and meeting with, with, with college students. And, and I got to see how a lot of the pastor leadership there did that. Um, and you know, the, the behind the scenes stuff that is the other 98% of the time where you're not on stage. So I, I got to learn that, um, in a pretty up close scenario. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, it sounds like you did a lot. Like they gave, I mean, 
you had a yeah. really wide lane to run in over there. And so for sure, for sure. what do you think were some of the, cause I, I can imagine somebody thinking about doing this or a worship pastor who's thinking about taking on an intern or taking on a, uh, taking on an associate or whatever. What, what are some mm-hmm. of the, what are, what do you think like are the top couple of things that you did like functionally that prepared you the yeah. most for being a worship leader yourself in a church, in your own church? Yeah, I mean, I said it a second ago. The, the first thing that comes to mind is 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 being okay with failing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think trying trying things and 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 listening a lot, listening to others, and and uh, trying trying to implement those things in services and mm-hmm. lead well, and being okay with not being the smartest guy in the room. I think, uh, and and knowing that you're not. Uh, what, <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, my dad always said this to me growing up. He, he would always say, man, if you're the, the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, and, man. Uh, agree. That, that, that was so like huge. And, 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 uh, it was a humbling thing to, to, to say, cause we're always, I think a lot of the time, at least I struggle with man walking into spaces. Like I gotta be put together. I gotta be the one that knows everything. And the reality is, man, we're, we're all seeking learning. If we're, if we're not learning, then we're not growing. We're not, we're not, the Lord is not, <laughs> um, speaking, we're not listening for those things. So, yeah. um, but, I, but I would say being able to, to listen and fail, um, a lot, I, w- I would say seeing the, um, the success and, and struggle of other pastors, weaknesses mm-hmm. and strengths and being close to that, it prepared mm-hmm. me, uh, to know what kind of leader I wanted to be, yeah. uh, what kind of leader I was called to be knowing who I was uh, and seeing that, the, both the good and the bad of other, of other pastors and, and, mm-hmm. and being, being discipled just even in walking with those guys, just you know, walking I think around. We think, yeah. of, we think of discipleship is like a thing where, you know, we got to be meeting with somebody twice a week, having coffee, which those things are great. And we have to be going through, you know, two or three books together, which again, I'm not knocking that, but I think the, the best way that we, learn and see it's kind of like you know what paul says like follow me as i follow the lord and mm-hmm. and so that was i think one of the things that prepared me so much at fruit cove was getting to watch these guys follow the lord struggle uh struggle in a big church leading and pastoring and getting to walk very closely ask questions um hear their hearts and um and yeah those and i mean not to mention you know where at times probably at Fruco where I felt a little bit thrown into the fire where I was like, mm-hmm. Oh man, I got to figure out how to program lights or I got to figure out how to, <laughs> how to run sound or, uh, man, put, put the right lyrics into, to pro presenter, all these things that little practical things, arranging songs, those things that you don't think about in the moment, but man, being kind of thrown into those scenarios to kind of, well, I got to figure this out. Um, and, uh, so there was some of that too, like, you know, getting, Hey, we'll figure it out as we go. And yeah. uh, so there was a lot of flexibility for that kind of thing. You know, it's interesting. It's actually, if you look at the way that people learn, like from a, from a neuroscience standpoint, mm-hmm. it's better for you to not know what you're doing and go figure it out <laughs> than yeah. long-term than it is for somebody to show you how to do it. So like, it's frustrating so in the good. moment. Like, somebody just show me how to program this light board. Right. But the problem is if they show you how to program the light board, you're not going to learn how to program the light board as That's well right. as you do if you figure it out yourself. It may take you yeah. 50 times longer. I mean, 100,000 yeah. times longer sometimes because all you had to do That's was flip true. this one switch and you went through 900 steps to get there. But you'll remember yeah. next time better, you know. So anyway, it's a little side note, but. That's no, so good. And I think that's like challenging even now for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, man, being in a position, we can talk about this in a second, I'm sure, but like yeah. being, being in the position I'm in now and I have like other people serving and things uh, and not wanting to lead them in the way that the counterintuitive way that you, what you just said, where, yeah. and we kind of, we want to, we want to say, all right, here's the five step way. And we want to uh-huh. be clear, uh, <laughs> but man, sometimes being okay with like letting go of the steering wheel, letting them figure it out, I think is, you know, we don't have to be the controlling leader, <laughs> you know? but it's, it's, it's seeing it on this side is, is, is a little bit cha- more challenging. I can see. Yeah, no doubt. And some of that is letting them know like, hey, I could show you the five steps right now, but instead I'm going to just give you the computer and let you work through it. Because uh, yeah, I, think, sure. you're gonna, I think you're going to, I think you're going to, you know, that. make sure that they know that you're not just being, you know, belligerently uh, unprepared or something, you know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but, that's good. That's good. Even no, if there's, strat- there's, there's strategy. <laughs> be- yeah, exactly. There's strategy behind my unpreparedness. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Come on, man. We've thought through this unpreparedness. That's right. I'm a, I'm a better leader by being a crappy leader right now. So right. come on. <laughs> <That's laughs> All right. So, um, so if somebody's seeking out a role like this, like they're like, I want to be an apprentice, I want to be an associate, whatever. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things they should think about? Like, you know, mm-hmm. the style of church or the size of church or the type of leadership structure, any of that kind of stuff. Like, do you have some thoughts about what you might look for? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, man, that's such a good question. I, I, I've thought through that a lot. I, as I been around, I, I guess some younger, whether college students or younger leaders, I, I feel like that's a, man, a, a really, people are always like looking to figure that out. And I think it's such a good question. I, I think what I would say first is, can you start where you are? Mm-hmm. Um, so like where the Lord has placed you currently, are you asking the question, can I be faith? Like what the Lord's calling me to do is gifted me to, can I start being faithful where I are? And that may not look like the glamorous thing. Um, you know, I, I think the tempting thing is to go to the, not to knock big church, mega church stuff, but to go to the big church down the street um, and try to get on stage. Yeah, right. Um, and, and man, I, I think, I think that's not necessarily the best approach. I think you got to feel, okay, where, where am I at? And this is through prayer. I think this is through, um, man, sitting with the Lord and asking and, um, but start finding ways to serve where you are, uh, being faithful and ask the Lord for the first step. I think, um, man, I know for me, when I, when I felt like a calling of ministry early in college, um, and I, and I came, I came home from this camp where I had this experience with the Lord and he just communicated these things to me. And I, I told him that, I, okay, I'm, I'm stepping into this, this desire to be, uh, you, you know, I feel like, I mean, I want to lead worship. I want to, I want to pastor. I feel like this calling to ministry. I don't really know how I'm going to do it, but Lord, I'm going to kind of move in this direction. And man, I, I came home and, and really the first approach, the only thing I knew to do was just to call my worship pastor, which sounds yeah. really obvious. Like, obviously, yeah, call your worship pastor. Uh, and, and, and he actually called me and that's, and then it just started this whole process of, of steps of trying to be faithful. And yeah. um, so I would say the, the biggest thing is, is find ways, I think, to start with you are. Yeah, that's um, good. If, if you desire to, to lead worship and pastor, and I kind of hinted this a second ago, find someone near you. Mm. Um, that, that, and it's probably in your church, like, uh, you know, not every scenario, but I would, I would, I would bet that there is a pastor or someone in your mm. church, uh, that you need to be, uh, walking with, watching them, getting close to them, um, and buy them coffee, take them out, ask them questions. Um, 
figure out how you can serve under them. And that may not be you leading worship next Sunday. Yeah. That may be you stacking chairs. Uh, yeah, that's you know, good. But, but I think, but that stuff develops character mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and shows, shows people, man, that you're not just about getting the spotlight, but you mean, you're, you're because, because honestly being in this role as pastor and, and singing in front of it, it can look like, man, I get to be, I get to perform every week. And the reality mm-hmm. is no, like it's labor. I mean, you were planning and your goal should be, man, we're trying to get people to sing to the Lord and, 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 and give, give worship unto the one who is worthy. Um, yeah, and, right. and man, you following under someone's leadership and being faithful where they need faithfulness mm-hmm. is, is preparing character for that. When you do step up into those spaces, you're yeah. not tempted to be like, man, I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. uh, man, you know, you know what it takes to be there. And and you only know that by walking with the guys who are doing it. So I would say like the first step and probably, I mean, if you're looking to get into similar roles, man, I would say, start where you are, be faithful where you are. Um, and, and, and be willing to serve and lead based on the vision of that church that you're in, yeah. I think is a, is a big deal. Yeah. Man, I love that. Uh, there's a couple of things about that that I really love about your journey and you just highlighted it, but the, one of them, and that is you serve the church that you grew up in. I just love yeah. that, man. I just think that's yeah. so good. Such a, such a clear commitment and, and you're almost giving back to, I mean, you're learning a lot, but you're also giving back in that scenario to a church that's yeah. given a lot to you, you know, that sacrificed a lot so that you could grow and go to, go to camps or, you know, all that kind of stuff, you 100%, know, percent, man, a hundred percent. And then, um, and then in addition to that though, I love that you did it for almost nothing, you know, that couple of bucks here and there, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I mean, like, I guess everybody, pro- well, a lot of people probably have that first story of when they led worship where they didn't get paid much. I mean, mine was a hundred dollars, a hundred and was it $125 yeah. a week or something? hundred dollars yeah. yeah. a week, $75 a week, or maybe that was a month. I don't know what it, it was like. Some of my, it was a long <laughs> it time ago. I don't remember. 125 yeah. was involved. That's all I remember. It may have been every other week or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. But whatever that was, it was just, uh, I was so excited to be the music and youth minister in a church that I didn't, man, I, the fact that I had money, they paid me money was unbelievable to me. You know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah. And, and so to do, to like cut your teeth in some of those scenarios and like to be able to tell that story. I mean, my first full-time one, I think, you know, was $300 a week, you know, as a full-time yeah. worship leader, $350 a week or something like that. And so it's like, yeah. you know, it's like you do, you do, you, it, it's good to, to go through those seasons where you're just like doing it for the sake of doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's awesome. Man. That's so good. Well, um, so um, in the end, man, would you recommend that a worship leader actively look for a place where they can kind of be second chair for a while while they develop? And if so, I'm guessing you're going to say yes, because you had such a good experience. <laughs> but if that's the yeah. case, then what are some reasons like at the end here? Why would you recommend that to somebody? Bottom line. Yeah, I, I think the answer is yes. Um, uh, yeah, you 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 uh you're absolutely right i i i think the the bottom line why i would say man if you can because here's the deal like this isn't everybody's story but i think it's possible for everybody Mm -hmm. um i think i and i think we should even fight for this because i think character development in those situations is huge um and i jacksonville is a big place and and again i i never want to knock anyone else's ministry. Um, 
but I do see a lot of young worship leaders that are really talented, mm-hmm. have a lot of ability and that are way better than me. I mean, some of the best singers and, and guitar players I've ever seen. Um, and, and they just have these glaring character issues. And yeah. I mean, we all got them. We all got them. I mean, we're all sinners. Um, but it's just very, it's like glaringly obvious that they just had no one to speak into these things. Um, and, and, and I think it hurts their ministry. It hurts, it hurts their ability to lead and be trusted and pastor well. Um, so what happens is you got a lot of these really talented people that are on these big stages and this is not everybody, <laughs> you know, we have some great worship leaders that are on big stages here in town and, I, and, and I'm grateful for those guys, um, and, and girls, but I would say, man, it, it's just when you just see it all the time, these, these kind of younger guys that come up and, and they're, they've been put in positions because they're talented. Yeah. Right. And, and, and they, they've never had anyone say, well, mm-hmm. like, do you, what, what's this about? Like, are you yeah. actually pursuing holiness? Are you actually yeah. pursuing the word of God? Or are you just right. talented and you got people telling you you're good? And so I would say that's a big deal to seek out, to sit in that second chair. Well, because it takes some humility and you may not get your way in all scenarios. You won't. Um, yeah, and, and you good. may be settling, you may be settling for a lot less money. Like we talked about, um, where, I mean, there were times where, you know, the temptation of, of getting paid more from other positions was tempting to be like, well, I should go over there. But like knowing in my heart, man, like I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't ready in those places. I, I would say we, we say this a lot and this is, st- I've stolen this, you know, from, other other um wiser people but this idea of like character mm-hmm. over competency you know like my my ability to walk with the lord and and disciple others and and to to man know and be confident of who i am the lord is so much more important than my talent mm-hmm. um and because because talent you can i mean you can grow in those things um and and figure those things out the lord can use um men the least amount of talent to, to, to accomplish, uh, his, his purposes. But I, I think, man, a heart and who we are is so important. I think why I would say, man, get like, man, sit under somebody for a while, um, teaching and, and a better man, find a better worship leader, a better, um, a, you know, a, a better pastor. And then just, yeah. man, sit and whatever that looks like, that can be, you know, that can be similar to my story where you go and intern at a church, mm-hmm. uh, for, for a long time. Uh, or it could be, man, I'm going to go just take a year and I'm going to just have coffee with this worship pastor yeah, and just learn yeah. all I can and serve That's in good. whatever ways I can. We got a lot of people in our church right now, man, that, uh, man, our former worship leaders and pastors, and I hear about them all the time. And I, I feel like they're kind of, they're kind of like spying on us a little bit, trying to figure out like who we are. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're kind of undercover worship leaders in our church. <laughs> I'm like, man, we need, we need a guitar player, get on stage. But, um, I, I think, uh, man, they're, they're, they're sitting, trying to man, heal from stuff and, and, and allow, uh, and some things to just take place. And I think there's something to be said about that, you know, finding yeah. a place that you can sit to be safe under someone and, and learn from other leaders. Um, and I, I think that it shows an importance of a development versus like, I'm going to get a platform. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Totally. And I, and I, so I would say like, absolutely re- recommend, man, if you haven't sat under someone for a while, even if you're like established, like pastor. I mean, we, we, me and you have even talked about this recently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like we just, we need people to speak into our lives. Man. We got blind spots. Yes. We have, we have sin yes. and, and, uh, and, and we need wiser people to come alongside and say, Hey, like speak into my heart because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't understand it. I need you to challenge me. That's I, good, man. I, and that's how we grow as leaders. And I think that's a very humbling thing. 
Yeah. Um, but we, the reality is, man, we don't have it together and we need people to, to love on us, walk and care for us, make sure we're caring for ourselves. And that comes with sitting second chair uh, to what you, what you said, you know? Bro, that's so good, Stephen. And I, I, I wish everybody would just listen to that right there, man. Like that mm-hmm. humility of the rest of my life, I'm going to have somebody that's speaking into my life. You know yeah, what I mean? Man, that's huge. Like huge. if we ever get to a place where we don't have that, then we have capped ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, that's the top right. we'll ever get. And I love that. I love everything that you said about, um, the value of, um, the value of being there in the second seat. And I would, and I appreciate that your openness now in your phase of ministry to not, now that you've experienced that for those years, that you're more equipped to actually develop more people under you mm-hmm. because you've mm-hmm. watched discipleship take place. So now you can disciple others better. And a lot of times, I think there's so little discipleship actually taking place in Christianity yeah. in, in most like Western cultures is because nobody's yeah. really been discipled before, you know? And so they don't That's even know right. what it looks like. But for mm-hmm. you to have gone through that, now you're equipped to actually disciple others, worship leaders, and develop mm-hmm. them. So I love that. I mean, good, if man. anybody yeah. wants to go sit underneath Stephen for the next couple of years, I'm sure he would love to have that. So come on, man. Refugee <laughs> Church, Jacksonville, Florida. Put my number. No. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to us at the podcast here. And I and I promise you he'll love to have that conversation. So come on, man. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, Stephen, thanks for taking a little bit today and talking to us. And uh, um, man, I know this has been helpful for people to do more with less. And that is it would take you, it cost you zero dollars to go get better at what you do. Let me just tell you, just go find somebody that will pour into you. And uh, thanks always for listening to the podcast. We'll be back next week as always. And um, uh, write a review, uh, subscribe, and also uh, head over to follow us on Instagram at Worship Catalyst. And catch our uh, worship videos we do every single week, two minutes or one minute on worship. A little bit of worship theology drip to you every single week. So God bless. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.